podcast. This is uh, Ziggy. This is Donnie. And Dylan. On the docket today, we're going to be trying out a uh, new format called Confident Index, where we go through a lot of hot topics and statements um, that uh, have been flying around social media and around uh, different a bunch of sports and kind of given our confidence in the validity of the statement uh, from 0 to 100. Sounds confusing. It'll make a lot more sense, I promise, uh, as the episode continues. We'd like to give a uh, thank you to our sponsor for today's episode, Gotham Escape Rooms in Philadelphia. Uh, use discount code CHERRY. That's discount code CHERRY for 20% off your next adventure with them. Um, this past weekend, they invited us out again. We seem like we're going every weekend nowadays. Uh, it's a great, it's a great time. And they invited to try a couple more rooms recently. And, you know, we're, we're trying to get back out there in a couple weeks after our Thanksgiving break. Uh, the rooms are extremely well detailed, well constructed. And we've been to other escape rooms, like we've said before, around the city. And, you know, we, we stand by this, that they're very haphazardly thrown together. Thrown together. Um, we're just tossed inside a room, and then we figure out a few puzzles. We escape, and we don't really feel don't, don't really feel satisfied at all. However, in Gotham Escape Room, completely different story. Uh, the Game Masters are very passionate. They seem to really care about our experiences, and they call their rooms adventures. And I think this is a very, very accurate description. I felt like I was immersed in the different reality, and we felt like we had to figure out a variety of well-crafted puzzles and tasks and such to get to the end of the story. They have so many rooms to choose from, from horror and thriller rooms to cinematic missions like infiltrating a military base or an adult-themed mafia casino, um, or they have different rooms for different time periods like a medieval kingdom and a mad scientist laboratory from the uh, from 19th century Europe. There are adventures for everyone. We wouldn't be speaking so highly of these escape rooms if we did not experience them firsthand. And having done so, we recommend them to people often. Like I said before, they partner with us to support the podcast. And if you use discount code CHERRY, you can get 20% off sometime in the future. All right. So, all their episodes. Uh, we're starting off with a drink. Who's on drink duty today, fellas? Big Don was on drink duty today. Uh, so... Went to the local Rite Aid, or by the house. Um, got you guys. You guys, tea guys. You guys like tea? Oh yeah, big. big oh yeah, big tea guy. All right, good. Cause I'm a big tea guy also. A lot more tea, better tea guy compared to compared to coffee. Nah, uh, well, let's slow down there. Anyway. No, I mean I, I'm not saying that I hate coffee. I just never drink coffee. Yeah, let's slow down there. I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> big tea guy though. Big tea guys. So I got Tivana, popular tea brand. Um. But this thing, it's Tivana Craft Iced Tea, Peach Green Tea, and Ziggy is giving a nod. Oh, it's, like it's, he's, it's good stuff. Like Don, Don came. He, it was a safe play, but I I've su- never had I, this. I support the. Play. I've never had it either. I support. I'm excited this. though. It's it's in a nice glass bottle. You know, it's it's looks very professional. I'm anyway, a fan. more importantly, it can look good. Doesn't mean it tastes good. Alrighty, Don. Uh, while Don's taking his first sip. Uh, we do. You'll see in the description. We are having. We have a running form. It should be up and running. Maybe this week. Maybe next week. Of all of our individual ratings for these drinks, as well as our aggregate or average score um, for the drinks. Uh, just so you know, we keep a running tally uh, of, of what's going on. What do you think, Don? I was a fan. I was a fan. I'm a big. I'm a big um, peach tea guy. Anyways, like myself, if I'm drinking. Kind of like store brand tea, I guess. I'm a big like just like tea flavored, uh, peach flavored guy. Yeah, big, tea flavored. Big, big tea flavored big, peach guy. Big, big tea flavored peach guy. Um, I'm a fan of that. Green tea is good too. I've I've learned to like green tea. I used to not like it. Um, but the peach and the green, 
kind of did it for me right there. Dylan's Dylan's put the stank look on his face because he did not like it. Hey guys. Anyway, was it was it the um? Wait, can I see it again? Was it the Pacific Northwest Mint? Hold on, I'll tell you. Off? I do taste the mint though, and and I I don't taste anything because no, Dylan no, no. keeps taking it out of my hand. There's definitely mint. Keeps taking. This is the first time we took it out of your hand. But like, all right, so you, you take a sip, right? Well, according to you, Ben Simmons keeps making threes, but he's only oh, made we'll one. We'll get into so. that later. That's that's a thing later. That's he's a hundred percent free throw shooter. Three point shooter this year. What's Giannis? Yeah, like thirty. What a bump. It's okay, you know. You get the little peach flavor at first, and then it just kind of, kind of tastes like you're sucking on spices. And uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm not a green tea guy either. So, I quite honestly think that's horrible. It tastes like a peach ring that's gone expired. Yeah, Ziggy, Ziggy's on my I'm, side. I don't know. I like it. I, like I don't like it. green tea. It's good. It's refreshing. Um, I don't know. I I was a fan of, I'm a fan of this kind of stuff. Maybe I'll, maybe I'm thinking something else. Uh, it's similar. Like I need more sugar you know it, in my it, ice When tea. when you first open it and you first bring it up to your mouth, it smells like that aloe thing that you got. As Every, f- okay, as of as of everything that we've had that's fruit flavored, it seems to smell like the aloe thing. Um, we'll bring that back and do like an official rating of that. It really dried out my mouth. Yeah, I agree. My it's, tongue is super dry. I have a very chemically taste in my mouth right now. My tongue is super dry right now. I'm not a fan. It's kind of one of those niche, exotic. I, there's a word for it, um, it, you know. Unique, unique. Uh, it's whatever. Different. It's uh, it's just not the I'm word. You're different. Dar- you're, yeah, you're, I'm different. <laughs> that's not. That's different in a bad way. I'll tell you that. That's not good. Uh, that's a solid four out of ten. Two. Huh? Two. I'll hit him with the two. Uh, I'm going six and a half. All right. I don't know what that average is out to, but uh, check the description. Peep the uh, peep the form whenever you get a second. Don't buy it. <laughs> That's my recommendation is don't buy it. All right, Dylan with a uh, don't buy it at 10. Uh, <laughs> so, what do we see, fellas? Past week, anything new? Uh, what, what's the news? What's the what's the word? I got my my thing. The one thing I saw this week. Yo, ben Dylan's Simmons, is, Dylan's ben, is quick. Ben Simmons hit a three-pointer. Ben Simmons didn't just hit a three-pointer. It was wet. So, he, so he's a professional basketball player uh-huh. who did something a professional basketball player. I'm sorry, what's he on the shooting? Oh, oh, not a hundred percent from three. All right, then I don't care. Giannis, I don't. I don't care. Don't talk to me. Giannis, I don't care. Quantity over quality. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It's one for one. Sixers are Sixers are one and zero. When uh, Sixers are one and zero when uh, he makes a three. So, well, we'll get into more of that later. Don't worry about it. I, I promise you, there will be some. Uh, some That's just my thing. Fisticuffs thrown. Don't it doesn't. It that. doesn't need to be. I don't need to be correct. I I get just to be arrogant though, and I'm just gonna be arrogant for this episode. So. That's fine. Not when I, we have an actual discussion, but for my thing. I'm, I'm not looking at your LSU Ben Simmons jersey right now. Yeah, that's cool. Because it's not authentic. We don't support those. <laughs> anyway, Don. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um. So. It's the kids in the walls. So so my thing is um. So so Thanksgiving's coming up, right? Mm-hmm. In my honest opinion, Thanksgiving is the best holiday. Um, you are you are absolutely. I love Thanksgiving, um, but that's not my thing. So my thing is, so on our team, you know, we play on our club frisbee team at, at Temple University, all three of us. Uh, Ziggy, you know, we, we have a workout selfies uh, channel after we work out. Uh, Ziggy sends Uh-oh. a workout selfie um, and says that pumpkin pie is the worst. Did, did you say it's the worst type of pie? It is it is a bottom tier pie. I'm not saying it's the worst. It's a bottom tier. See 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 dear F tier. See dear dear listeners. Ziggy is 
horribly wrong. Horribly wrong. Pumpkin pie is A tier. Pumpkin pie is absolutely fantastic. Top three pie. Top three. What do you expect from this kid from Pittsburgh, though? Like, what do you expect? I don't know. I'm he chooses sheets over Wawa, too. So, like, <laughs> come, on, come on, come on. Come <laughs> on. No, uh, pumpkin pie is, is top three pie. Top three pie, and Ziggy is wrong about it. Anyway. You're just wrong. You're just so, wrong. what I'm right about is that. You're wrong. New Jersey people. You get, if you can't make a left turn, you can't rate a pie. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, you get, stop that. You're you both can, wrong. You're you both just wrong. You can make a left turn in New Jersey. You can't make a left turn in New Jersey. It's not just jug handles. I'm telling you. You can make a left turn. They're both weird because they're not from Philadelphia. So that's really what it comes to. Do you want to start a uh, new like ultimate club team called like Philadelphia Left Turn? <laughs> Philadelphia <laughs> Left Turn. Well, we, I mean, you can't really make those around here anyway, really. Like, that's not really <laughs> a thing you, you make anyway. No, 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 no. No, the Philly left turn is when you make a left turn on a red. That's what you oh, do. Oh, a Pittsburgh left is when you make a left turn. The moment it turns green, you <laughs> cut off everybody in front of you. I think Classic. that's everywhere. Everywhere. Classic. I just call it. It's called Pittsburgh left. Anyway, um, pie ratings is its own fight that we can have on our own time. I don't want to bore people knowing that top three pies in no particular order are apple, blueberry, lemon meringue, and cherry. I know I said four, but I, 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 four couldn't, I couldn't pick. I really couldn't. Brad said Sherry yesterday. You had I, me with two of them. I agree I, with that. I, I, I agree with two of them, but let me preface this. I'm a big – I like fruit pies a lot. Fruit pies are very fruit good. Fruit pies yeah. are like the pie. Like like chocolate cream pie. It's not a pie. It's like a wet cake. Like that's All right. Not, then, then what about key lime pie? Key lime pie, I, I'm not a big lime guy. I like lemon meringue. It's just, I just like, – I respect it. I respect <laughs> key guy. lime. I respect, this guy right I, here. I respect key lime more than I do pumpkin. Yeah, well, you're wrong, so <sighs> – Actually, respect is a hard word because respect means like I have respect for it, and I respect pumpkin because of what it stands for. It stands for thankfulness. What do you stand for? And family. I don't stand a lot because it hurts my knees. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the only I do stand for if I'm gonna wait in line for something, like if there's you know a pie, a bake sale, and there's like good pies. Anyway, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. We'll, we'll wrong. get. We'll get into. I'm not wrong. It's my preference. It's an opinion, and we'll get into more Thanksgiving. Now your opinion's uh, wrong. Your opinion can be wrong. <laughs> later in the episode, that's fine. I don't. I won't eat any of Maddie. Uh, Maddie Smokes's pumpkin tort. Even though tort sounds really fancy, I want to try it. I refuse. Isn't tort like tortellini? Or are we talking? I don't think tort is tortellini. Talking, I, I isn't it tart? <laughs> isn't it like pumpkin tart? No, he he typed into the chat T O R T E, which is something. It it sounds like some. I hope it's pumpkin tortellini. If it's pumpkin tortellini, that yeah, sounds awful. That'd be pretty cool. That sounds That'd be disgusting. terrible. That'd be pretty cool. All right, Ziggy, move on with your thing. Yeah, we got some key lime spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. My thing, um, sorry to dim the mood. I just want to take a quick moment. Uh, Roberto Clemente's widow, Barry Clemente, passed oh, away this past week. R.I.P. Um, and being from Pittsburgh, you know, she – I want to say she's like the heart and soul because she wasn't born or raised or anything like that. But she – adopted the city for her own and her her humanitarian efforts have been recognized throughout the league throughout the country throughout the world and she has done such a great job of representing that historic name and just elevating that name to a whole nother level and carried on his tradition and what that name stands for and and making it what she stands for and you know she was 78 years old she passed away it's a sad time but you know I'm not gonna sit here and 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 mope over it. I'm gonna, you know, be be grateful that she was part of our city. So you know, rest in peace, uh, Blair Vera Clemente. R.I.P. Oh, that was loud. Sorry about that. Um, so where we're we gonna start? We wanna start uh, NBA? 
Yeah, we'll start. Every is a fun thing. We can we can start right where we were earlier, Um, but not with Giannis. We'll we'll get into that later. We'll keep the (laughs) keep the anticipation going. First statement, fellas. Carmelo Anthony, who just signed with the Blazers, is what Portland needs to flip the script from their early season issues. You know, they've been what is it, four and nine, five and ten, somewhere around that. um, You're the first. You know, 15 games, and they sign Melo. Zero to 100. On zero to 100, with 100 being he will change the outlook of their season immensely. He's what they needed. Zero being he will make things so much worse than what it was before he got there. And 50 being he won't make a difference or he just gets, or just like leaves after 10 days. 20%. I say that with all the Melo love in my heart. 20%. That's, 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 that's helping him out there. 20%. You think he's going to affect that much? I mean, I still think that Melo can offensively ball with anyone in the league, but yeah, defensively, but like, defensively he's such a liability. Yeah, but like even offense, he's a liability. He just gets the ball, goes get the out of here, and then he shoots the ball and he misses. I just I have confidence in him that he's gonna be more of a role player and he's gonna be willing to take less shots than he has, which is why I gave him a twenty percent. Can I ask you a question though? Yes, you can. Where did this confidence come from? Because he's never been that ever in his career. He's never been anything besides cocky. Uh, never thought he wasn't a star the player. the confidence comes from me just being able to just trust him. Yeah, just just, <laughs> hey, just me being hey. me being me yeah, being. Yeah, no, I I'm just asking. Me being hopeful and me being trustworthy in Mello, given the fact that he's been out of the league so long and he finally like, got a deal. Like someone said earlier, I don't want to name names. You can have an opinion, but it, it can, your opinion can be wrong. Donnie said that, and now Donnie's and, wrong. And now now Donnie's eating his That's own fair. opinion. That's fair. I would fair. give him I'm, a seven confidence interval. Or whatever index, seven, seven, seven out of hundred, seven, seven out of a hundred. So you think he's gonna hurt a lot more than he helps because he's just not. He's washed. He's washed. Here's what I want to say. I think, and I'll explain. I'm gonna give it a thirty, and I have reason behind it because well, you just told Donnie he was wrong. Yes, yes, yes. But Don's reasoning was awful. My thirty is because I think having him, he signed for not a very expensive deal. I think it was like two point seven guaranteed, and it was like five. We'll get, we'll get the numbers up. Something about that. Donald, pull that up. He didn't sign for a lot. They didn't have a lot of cap space anyway. They needed to sign somebody in the offseason to replace Al Farouk Aminu defensively. What's his uh, contract on? One year, $2.15 million. Is that then that's Is that guaranteed? No, I don't think any of it's guaranteed. No? Uh, non-guaranteed. Non-guaranteed. Yeah. non-guaranteed. I don't know where the five mil came from. Yeah, I don't either. So he's not making a lot of money in the, in the first place. Right? I mean, he's making more than I am. But that's besides the point. Blazers needed to sign a front court presence this offseason. That's defensive front court. That's presence. something they've missed a lot. Yeah. Well, they need somebody who could go two ways. They really mm-hmm. did, and they you know ner- <laughs> so they signed Melo. <laughs> well, no. well, they didn't. They didn't even sign him in the offseason. That's the thing. They Nurk went down last year. He's done for the most, more for or less, majority all this, this, of the this entire season, yeah. right? And he looked he looked like he fit you know, the mold really nicely last year. Finally figured it out. They signed Whiteside for a freaking inflated contract. He's on high twenties a year for two years, which is ridiculous for for his for, motivation, for who he his is. commitment, everything. Yeah, he's a rebounder, and he's a tall person. He has no agility, has no not that much court awareness at all. And on offense, he still only functions inside the restricted area. He hasn't really panned out for them other than just being a rebounder. Right. They don't have anybody anybody behind him. They have some lanky like Zach Collins kids. They let. Jake well, Zach Collins is hurt too. That that hurts them. Exactly, as well. I, which is why they signed Melo because yeah. they, it, not only for for pedigree 
is what they said. Also for depth, right? <laughs> whenever, whenever they, their boy, they like they like Zach Collins. They lost Aminu, which I think is hurting them more than they anybody realizes yeah. because of his defensive presence. It wasn't great offensively. Doesn't didn't need to be though. Yeah, because because of the you know two guards up top. Exactly. He, but he was such a stout defender, both perimeter and uh, interiorly, that letting him walk to Orlando, Orlando is coming back to hurt him because they have been letting up way too many points. And they can't put everything on Dame and CJ again and again and again to just outscore teams. They have to stop. They like, you, can't, you can't win games by letting the team score as many points as they've been letting up. So why the 30%? The thirty percent is because yeah, you've yet to talk about Melo. The thirty percent is because going into this season, I and seeing their offseason acquisitions, not including Melo's before Melo arrived, I really believed that they w- would make some sort of trade involving some of their young core, not named um, Collins Simmons, not named Simmons. Oh, not oh, okay. Oh, Afferty. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that Collins could be on the trade block with Melo now in here if Melo shoots like bum average. If he if he's an average player. They can let go of Zach Collins and Whiteside, you know, to bring in like a Robert Covington, which is somebody who they yeah. would be perfect. Let him go to Cleveland for bringing Kevin Love would be a great acquisition for him. Kevin Love um, off- to Port- offensively. Kevin offensively. Love to Portland has been linked before as well. Yeah, it's been linked yeah. for for a minute. I think bringing Carmelo in shows that they are willing to take risks because they understand the need of their front court, and I think this is a tell that they will make more moves in the future if he doesn't in the future like in the in the immediate future if he does not pan out and the 30 percent is not reflecting what his output will be which i don't think is going to be great i i'm in the same boat as you know dylan for the most part i think seven is like a little low just in general with with zero being like he tears the team apart from the inside out i'm i'm thinking that 30 is implying that he you know is is representing the start of of portland like making some some bigger acquisitions yeah Hopefully, I've. I mean, I'm. I was always a fan of someone taking a chance on Melo after the whole Houston. Debacle. I wasn't, but I mean, I just I I like Melo not because of his Nick days. I not not because of that because of his Syracuse days, which is far past. Um, but um, but yeah. Um. No, I mean, I like I, I gave it a 20 just because I think that he's going to, like, while defensively he's going to be terrible, that's just a fact of the matter. Fact, his in his last defensive day, or his last defensive day, his last, his only start for, or his only game, rather, for the Blazers this year, he was minus 24. Or minus 20, minus 24. Minus 20, yeah. Frank Jackson blew by him. Like you, like Frank Jackson's not gonna do that to anyone else no. in the league. It takes it. It'll take time for him to reacclimate himself to the game. I still don't think he's even gonna come close to where he needs to be. No, he's he's too slow, and and he's and he can't he can't keep up with the speed and the physicality of the young guys. He doesn't in the care anymore. He doesn't care about defense. Never did. Speaking of defense and championships, because the old saying defense wins championships, and no who knows a lot about championships. Did I say that? Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich doesn't. Know I don't know if you were the guy. I think somebody before you said that, but they probably stole it from you. Yeah, you're probably right. Greg Popovich has been to the playoffs with the Spurs for 22 straight years. Everybody's talking about the Pats dynasty. The Spurs dynasty is one to be reckoned with. Yes. Pop's run of 22 straight playoff appearances, do we think, will continue this year to 23 straight playoff appearances with the West and with his team right now? What's your confidence in that? 20. 15. 
40. Actually, um, with, with, with okay, here, let me just put some parameters. With 100 being that there is, he will make the playoffs, period. Like, there's no doubt in your mind. This is just basically your confidence of if they will make the playoffs. Yeah, with yeah, with, well, with 50 being, like. Like, there's their 50-50 chance. They're, they're, 30, I, exactly, I'm, I'm exactly, saying 30 now. Cut, I'm cut changing the 30 compared to 15. Because I'm Pop's, still sticking to 20. Because Pop is just, I mean, like Ziggy just said, the Spurs dynasty is something to be reckoned with. And I think Pop can, can turn around with really any group of guys at the moment. But, I mean, the Spurs team, they're 5-10 and 10 right now. They're 14th in the West. Um, they've had kind of a tough schedule so far, but they seven straight losses. Um, they gave up 138 points to a terrible Wizards team, like an abs- like like a Wizards team that's 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 worse than the Spurs are. Um, and that just can't happen. Um, Patty Mills is not, I mean, he's not a starter. Patty Mills is a bench guy, and he's starting for them right now. I just, I, I, I don't I see it. I don't see them in the playoffs this year, which is sad. I, what'd you say, Dill? You said you were 20. 20. I'm yeah. in the same boat. I'm 20, 25 ish. Um, and it feel I feel I feel like it's gonna bite all of us in the ass to doubt Pop. I really think that you know we we he could make he could make it as the eight seven or eight seed, and I would not be surprised. I don't want to doubt Pop. However, I think it's best for this organization to finish outside, finish in the lottery, because finish not average. The yeah. the Aldridge DeRozan pairing has not. You know, shook out for him. Aldridge is old, too old. I think letting Davis Bertons go. He tore them up in their last game. Bertons, it looks. I've watched only three Wizards games this year. He Bertons looks, looks so filthy. He may be like a top ten shooter yeah. in the league right now, league wide, including including like people that are injured, like Curry Durant. I think he could be arguably a top ten shooter. They let they let him walk, and it showed when he just played the Spurs. He's tore he's, him up. Absolutely, he can create his own shot. He can pull it from anywhere. I, I really, really uh, like what Davis Bertans is, is doing. I think that it'll be good for the Spurs because it'll allow some of their older players to walk, right? I think that their young mismatch backcourt of Derek White, um, Bryn Forbes, and Duante Murray needs to get more time without Patty Mills clogging up the holes. Yeah. They, I, need, they need someone to pair up with Murray badly. Right, I think I think getting them getting themselves a lottery pick will be good for them. Yeah. The last time they got the, they were in the situation they got the lottery pick. You know what the lottery pick was Tim Duncan, right? And if that name, hey, that's it, a pretty good player. That's what I'm saying. Like that's you know at least a a top three. Uh, Tots as a top three player in Spurs history. I think any every single person will say uh, arguably the best player in Spurs history. Yeah, yeah, uh, yo, shout out to Spurs. Um, had that. I had the woman, um, Coach Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond, yeah, Becky Hammond. She's pretty good. Yeah, she's Shout more out. than pretty good. No, she's very good. Yeah, her and Tim Duncan were were running that team when Pop got thrown out. But anyway, yeah, I I don't. Uh, I mean, they lost the game, but I don't, it wasn't Becky's fault. It was the players' the, fault. Yeah, it's just if if the Spurs get a lottery pick, I if they go top ten in this draft, they have the chance to take somebody like Tyrese Maxey. They have the chance to take someone like Nico Mannion, someone who. Can create their own shot off the off their dribble, and then I don't know if know. they need another guard. No, they I, probably I, don't. I think I but... think big guy. I'm thinking big guy again. Uh, we said this I think last episode as well. Uh, Dylan and I don't follow NCAA all that closely. Yeah, it's because they only do. they only become real once they hit once they hit professional. 
right? I mean, yeah, we, I we, we know like we know it. enough to get by, but but once it gets professional, then they you know start getting. I follow our, our I follow my 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 colleges teams and a couple other teams, but I don't. Now I could see, and I know it's not necessarily the Spurs' way of making in-season trades, offloading DeRozan to a contender, better team. Yeah. I think Aldridge is too old to really be offloaded, um, and I think someone could take a chance on him. But he I think is... they'll keep him because they don't have a whole bunch of front court yeah. depth, and the front court is pretty young all around. He gets he's up letting there, letting so. getting finding a way to trade DeRozan away for a pick helps them not tank, but tank. Uh, and and I think you know if they end up with like a top six, top seven pick, I I'd be scared of what Pop could do with like a, a a highly touted player. And Pop is Pop is probably expecting this as well. He's probably scouting the hell out of this year's draft class, thinking, okay, who can we maybe trade up for? Who are we gonna get in order to pair with our other young guard core? You know, a a three or a four or a five. And and while the Warriors took a lot of hits, right? I we I think all three of us had them in the. I had them at I had them at four. I playoffs. didn't have them at four because I'm not crazy. I had them at like seven, um, in the I in the play in the playoffs. I had a middle of the pack. They were somewhere yeah. in the in the in the playoffs. Um, I was a lot higher on them than than most than you two were. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't very high on no, them. Anyway, I anyway, was completely wrong. Teams teams like even the Thunder look arguably better than them. I like their young cores. Well, well. I mean, that's what happens when you have a lineup of seven G League players, and six players hurt. So. What are you talking about? The Warriors? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, no, I'm, I'm saying th- compared to the Spurs. Compared to oh, the Spurs. oh, the Spurs. I'm saying yeah. like teams like the T-Wolves and the Suns and the Mavs. God, the Mavs look pretty decent. And the Pelicans will start getting players back. All yeah. those teams look like they're better than the Spurs. I don't think the Spurs are going to make the playoffs. No, me neither. Yeah, I don't really have that much. So teams, so teams that make the playoffs, right? Not the Spurs like we've gone over. Usually have, um, you know, good coaches. Good players. That's usually one of the key things to making the playoffs. Now, usually between coaches and players, it's good chemistry. You know what chemistry is even better with a coach and player? A father and a son. Like Doc Rivers and Austin Rivers, right? Yep, team right? up. Isn't that great? Team great, up. Great chemistry. Great chemistry right there. Um, for those who don't know, Don, do you want to uh, yeah. Um there was, there was a game between – who does Austin play for right now? He plays for – Rockets Clippers. Houston. Play, Rockets Clippers. There was a game. Doc got mad at a call. Um, Austin standing on the court, looks at the refs. He's asking them to tee him up, and they tee, tee up his, his father. Tee up his dad, and then who? Who? Austin Rivers also played for before being traded. Correct. And then Austin Rivers put a tweet out that night that said something along the lines of like, "Next time I meet with the family, it's going to be awkward." Right. And right now we are in Thanksgiving season. Where you meet up with your family. Actually, exactly a week from so today. So here's yeah. our statement. The Rivers family, the, the Doc and Austin Rivers family, their Thanksgiving dinner will end. Will end in a food fight. A l- little background, too, about Austin Rivers and Doc Rivers. They don't have a great relationship. It's not – Doc was always on the move when Austin was growing up. Like, he was coaching in Boston, and Austin was living in Florida. I think it was something like that. So Doc wasn't always around. They don't have, like, a horrible relationship, but, like – it's not like your typical father-son relationship, so already, we'll just, just, a, little bit of just fire. a little background, just a little background for the information. A little, a little bit of fire brewing beforehand, then this happens. Austin Rivers is going to brick a three. Whatever he shoots, whatever he throws at Doc, is just going to be a brick. It's just going to be a brick. But will their Thanksgiving dinner end in a food fight? Yeah. Oh, I need I need number. Yeah. Yeah is my number. <laughs> so yeah, yeah out of 100. Good. 
Um, we we had earlier from Dill, we had a uh, don't buy this out of ten, and now we have a yeah out of a hundred. Huh? We had a don't buy this out of ten. Don't buy drink. what? Oh yeah, yeah. Now you got so, a now you got a yeah out of ten. This is my favorite numbers. I got you know I think it's gonna be a good seventy. How's that for confidence? I think that's <laughs> a lot of it. Yeah, I got seventy out of hundred. I don't. I I think that you know they got they got two weeks to cool down. This is they're civil people, right? Sixty. I'm going sixty. Right, I'm hoping so. I'm going sixty percent. That'd be funny. I, I'd love to. I'd love to to hear that. Um, so moving on from that, uh, something that we all we are we got two Bucks fans here and we got Sixers fans, or a Sixers fan singular 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 fans. Singular. That's City of Sixers fans though. So Chris yeah, Middleton, that's what you want to Chris call Middleton, and Tobias Harris, uh, but received max contracts in the past year. Were they both the same, or was one a little bit more? I think, I think Toby, Toby might have been more. like 10, 10 million more. Because he's older. Because he's older. Yeah, yeah. Are, will they, or here's a statement, both Chris and Toby will live up to, you know, the valuation of a maximum level, a maximum contract. What's your confidence? This one's difficult. The answer is no, neither will. Um, And my confidence level uh, for for Tobias is probably about thirty, and I think for Chris is about the same. Um, I don't think either are worth a full max contract, but that's what the market dictated, so that's how they got paid, and that's that's how you have to look at things. So when you look at will someone live up to their contract, nine times out of ten, the answer is going to be no. They're not going to live up to their contract, especially when they get a max, unless they're you know, if it's Giannis with a max, like yeah, he's going to live up to his. But Tobias and Chris both got the max contracts, and they should have because of what the market dictated. But it's hard to live up to one hundred and eighty million dollars. Real quick question before me and Ziggy give our numbers for Dylan. Um, and I just want to send, spend a second on this. Do you think the Sixers should have spent the max on Jimmy instead of Tobias? No. Okay. Um, no, because I don't think Jimmy wanted to be here. And if he doesn't want to be here, I don't want him here. That's the thing. Like, like I, I'm not I'm not the person that's going to boo Jimmy when he comes back. Like, I'm not going to – and uh, I'm perfectly fine with booing people. I love it. But I'm not going to boo Jimmy. Jimmy did what he was supposed to do here. He – Got us one win away from beating the eventual, one one point away from from beating the eventual NBA champions. You know he was huge in that. So no, I I think it was the right choice because I think Toby wanted to be here, and I think that's more important. I will say though, and I I I agree with your point objectively. Jimmy looks at home in Miami. I think I think yeah. it's because he's this is the first time where he it's his team truly he truly feels like he's the guy. Yeah, you know in Chicago. They had, like, the ghost of D. Rose. People were like, what's going to happen with D. Rose? Minnesota, he had Cat. And even, you know, people were still even up Wiggins on. Even Wiggins, to an extent, yeah. People were still up on Wiggins. He was brought in to be part of a big three. Right, in Philly. Yeah, same thing. He had and and he, never, and he never wanted to come to Philly. He he said, trade me to Miami. And they traded him to Philly instead because they didn't want to give him what he wanted. Which he's is, he's the guy, and this is what he wants. Yeah. And he, I, don't, I don't think you can hold it against him for doing what's better for him. And he, his he's career. playing like a team player right now. Yeah. Like I know you say he's the guy, but he's not like the guy as in I am taking every shot the guy. He's the guy as in like I'm doing what's best for the team in every situation the guy. And if you watched him last year, you saw that with Philadelphia. He went and he said, fine, yeah. I'll take that step back and he, I'm going to do what I have to he do. He has the capability yeah. to do so, which is something I was worried about him coming out of Minnesota. I was like, is is he going to let his ego get above him? And he's yeah. proving me wrong. Or he's, he's shooting like 3 or 13 on nights. He's shooting... You know, four seventeen on nights. Where he's is, scoring six points, getting eleven rebounds and eleven assists. Yeah, like, yeah, he's he's getting yeah, he's old, doing everything and he's getting to the line. Yeah. Like he's he's and he's steals steals too. Yeah, his defensive yeah. you know prowess is, is yeah. obvious. Yeah, it was sucked not having him here, but at the same time, like you can't fault the guy for 
You got I'm I'm Sixers still look good without him. Yeah, it's not it's not too You got bad. you got something for him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, Josh Richardson was a great great piece to get back for him. That's cool. What's your confidence? Um I think personally because both of them well, in Toby's case, he's more like the third fiddle, second and a half fiddle. Yeah, yeah. That's I fair. mean, on, on a given night, he can be the third fiddle, but at the he's, he, he's, he's now he's well, the, yeah. yeah. It's like Embiid, and then he's kind of second. Him, him and Simmons could could move. Yeah, two or and three. dude, even Horford. At this point, it's it really depends on the team they play. Even Richardson. At yeah, some Middle, Middleton. That's what makes the team special. Middleton, and we will get into something else that I'm about to say uh, in a second. Yeah. Middleton is more or less the second fiddle. Yeah. Um, for Milwaukee. Yes, there can be a case made on any given night for Brooke uh, stepping up, and there can be a case made for Eric Bledsoe stepping up. It's very but but M- Middleton, Middleton is supposed to be the second fiddle. And he just hasn't done enough to warrant the max at any point in his career. He has shown like he has the promise and he has the potential at times, but the Bucks made the decision that they could have let him go this past offseason and said, you know what, we're going to keep him because we believe in what we have here. And his streakiness... His, Unbelievable. His indecisiveness against the Jazz this season, which I didn't get, get a chance to watch live because I was in a car on our way to uh, George Mason University for a tournament. And there was no service in wherever the heck we were. And I couldn't pull it up on a stream. So I had to download, like, TuneIn Radio, sign up for yeah. a free trial or whatever, and listen to it. And I heard, like, the fourth quarter, and he... You I, sent me a text about oh, it. Oh, about, right about the, him just not closing out. Didn't close uh, out on, uh, on Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. Yeah. And then him turning the ball over. Um, and the possession before with eight seconds left after George Hill made a great dispensive stop. I'm I'm still bothered about this to this to this day. I'll be bothered about it we both are. for the next you know yeah. thirteen to ninety four months. Not happy about that. And I he's hurt now. I mean, I understand I'm not holding that against him. It's the time for the rest of our players to step up. I don't think he's gonna make it. I have a ten percent confidence index in him living up to his Him max. alone. Him alone. Toby, I have a higher percentage because I understand their situation. They needed to give him the money. They needed a player like him to stay. Yeah. Absolutely. I have a 40 on him because of the pieces around him. I think they fit him better to be a second or third fiddle. And if you're paying three guys the max and you're bringing home championships, that that's that's winning. That's, that's living up to your uh, max no matter what. I was just going to say, I don't think personally his statistics will live up to the max, but I think what they accomplish should live up to yeah. the max. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I'm I'm probably going same numbers um, around, which is, you know, it, sh- it should be the same numbers for both, but um, probably going to go like 35-40 for Toby, and then probably like even... I'll go. This one's hard on Middleton because I love Chris so much. I love Chris, but they they could have spent they could have cut thirty to like forty million off of now Middleton's making like what one hundred forty eight million dollars off of his new max something like that yeah um they could have cut thirty to like thirty five or forty million off of that deal given it to Brogdon and this team which already looks good um and I'm not complaining about that. They could have looked a lot better um, off, like, the pick and roll and stuff like that defensively. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy that Middleton's back. I just don't think that he was deserving of the max. And I'm going to give him, like, a 15% on living up to the max. Um, yeah. You got anything else? Uh, I have a question for you, too, because I'm mm-hmm. 
slightly biased, and I'm going to say that I think Toby deserved it more than Chris Middleton did. Oh, he but, did. Yeah, um, he did. That's what I was going to ask. What, uh, for you two, personally, who deserved it more? Toby. I think Toby deserved it more. I Toby. Think, yeah, no, I agree. It's got to be Toby. Um, He's bounced around. He's proven himself wherever he's gone. Chris hasn't bounced around, and I'm not holding that against him. He's shown flashes, but he hasn't proved himself consistently enough to warrant that. I understand why the Bucks gave it to him, but that if the question is who deserved it more, based on you know directly what I'm looking at, it's Toby a no-brainer. I don't think either of them on paper deserve a max contract, but that's but what the NBA what the gets. Dictated. Money, yeah. money just gets tossed. It's the same around. thing with baseball too. It's, that's same thing with everything. Bryce Harper's not worth $330 million, but that's... Nobody's the, worth right, $330 million. But that's the contract they had to pay. I mean, you know, Mike Trout's worth it. But <laughs> Mike Trout's worth it. But that's just... That's what the market dictated. That's what they had to pay to get their player. But yeah, that's the same type of thing. Absolutely. So, um, earlier today, pre-pod meeting, I brought up the thing. I, I, saw, I saw earlier today, rather, uh, Stephen A. was talking about Kyrie Irving not having a good fit with... The Nets already having disagreements with players and the coaching staff and the uh, the upper the high office or whatever with the with the janitor out in section uh, three fourteen who had an issue with Buffalo wing sauce he wasn't really happy about that got really fired up started throwing shoelaces at him whole aglet situation going on <laughs> now my question for you or my statement for you rather is will Kyrie Irving win another NBA championship? Can I ask, can I can, can I go on a little rant here? Uh yeah, we well, got to small rant, small yeah, rant. Yeah, yeah, no. go for it. Go how for the it. hell does Stephen A know what the fuck is going on between those doors? How the how does he know? What is he? What are you stirring up clicks here, Stephen A? Huh? I know that's what you do. I know that's what all they do. But like, come on, dude. Like I hate Kyrie as much as the next person. But how are you sitting here going? Oh, he's got problems with this guy. He's got problems. With how do you know? Are you in the locker room? No. To answer your question, he's not going to win another title. But. Confidence? Um, what a number. 75% confident. I just don't think that that's – I don't think that team is going to be good enough to get out of the East. I'm saying 50. 50 just because we haven't seen the on-court performance of the Nets yet. With you said both. 50. I'm saying 50 okay. just because I'm not sure of how the Nets look when they both have Kyrie and KD on the floor together. Like, it's just, you know, like – I can't put a I like I can't put a more of a leaning towards a yes or more of leaning towards a no when you have arguably the best player in the world right now on your bench for this whole season. Plus, I mean, Joe Harris. <laughs> Joe Harris, fantastic shooter. But when you have Kevin Durant get... on your bench for this whole season, and then you have Kyrie's one of the best ball handlers, one of the best point guards in the league of this generation. Absolutely, of this, of this generation, you put those two together, but they're not on the court together right now. It's just difficult to say to lean one way or the other. You ready? 95% chance he will not win another NBA championship because he is Antonio Brown. Whoa. Now, how do you know that? Because The same thing goes to Stephen I A. Have, you know less than I, Stephen A. I have sources. I know people inside yeah, of the— would you pull it out of your butt? No, I don't have one of those. Out of the Kyrie Irving <laughs> organization, his own one. I, I see so many similarities between the AB situation that I was stuck in for years and this Kyrie situation. Oh, you personally? Yeah, no, I was stuck in it. Like, okay. I was in between AB and his uh, and girlfriend Chelsea. Yeah, Mr. Big Chest? Right in between okay. the, whole, the whole time. 
He's Mr. Big Chest. I was in the middle of the big chest and the, and the and his children. Anyway, we're not gonna. I don't know where that's going. But Antonio Brown, his behavioral issues overshadowed at the end of his at the end of his tenure in the NFL. His his uh, you know, his talent at the end of the day. And I think Kyrie's talent is being overshadowed by his behavioral issues. He had the perfect situation in Boston, more or less. It was his team. He got what he wanted. He built a team around him. He didn't want to go to Boston. They traded him to Boston. He wanted out. He of wanted Cleveland. out. He didn't and want to wanted, go to Boston. He wanted now. his team though, and going to Boston got him his team. Yeah, but he was still in Boston. And that's Danny Ainge built a team about. around him. All right, you're that's biased. I understand you didn't necessarily want it. That wasn't. I mean, his you're first biased choice. about AB. Yeah, we're it's, we're a biased show. That's the point. Right. Of our, no, I get that. But show. my point is, is how do you know more than Stephen A? If I'm telling you, Stephen A probably doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. I'm I really not, think you don't know what the hell you're talking. I'm about. I'm not out here. Um, What's going on, Don? Sorry, just got something from Bleacher Report. Uh, Nets center Jared Allen says Kyrie says report Kyrie has mood swings is complete lie. Yeah, I guess I guess Jared Allen has worse sources than you do, huh? I don't know. I I don't trust Jared Allen. I think he's talking. I think he's got Stephen A's source backwards. Uh. <laughs> um, I still stand by it. I think that unless everything that has been in the media the past four years about Kyrie Irving is blatantly incorrect even if it's blown out of proportion if it's still there there could still be issues and a b may be a worse case but, maybe but but, may- but players but players 100 is dude, a worse case that's that that's what I, the issue i had is you were saying he's like a b he's like nah dude a b a b's a criminal i'm so not like- i'm not saying i'm not but i've never compared his the actions to the actions i'm saying in terms of the behavioral inconsistency and in terms of the you know, my way or the highway mentality that he okay. has. That's fair. Okay. It's like that. I'm not talking about anything that AB's yeah. done to anybody Yeah, well, did Kyrie fart in his doctor's face? I We don't have sources for that one. Well, you you <laughs> said you have sources, so what are you I don't have sources. I don't have those sources. Until um, he farts in his doctor's face, he's not AB. That's how it works. <laughs> or anything worse than that. Anyway, uh, thanks, Don, for putting that image in my uh, corneas. Well, yeah, I just, I just don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't like Kyrie. I, I never did. I don't. I just but. don't think you will. I think that I I've seen. I might. Yes. I, I, this is biased, but I I have seen what behavioral issues and egotism I mean, can I get mean, in the way of an organization. I mean, like one T.O. played star for the Eagles. Players. I know T.O. played for the Eagles. Like I know we had T.O. We had Ricky Waters. Ricky Waters was afraid to hit. It. Like I believe me, I get it. But I think it might be the, still the same situation with Kyrie. I think that talent gets you so far, but by God, that that. Behavioral, behavioral shit, and and how you put yourself before the team and and your ego plays a bigger role than just talent alone. This is because you he thinks the Earth is flat, isn't it? That's why you don't like him. Well, because the Earth is flat. Like that's not even like a question. I I am in uh, you know, it was I was, I was about that. You know, I'm a science guy, right? I seen it with my own eyes. I seen a map. I you ain't slick. Yeah, there's no right side up on a map. Alrighty. Uh, we spent a bit of time on the NBA. We're going to move to the MLB. We got a couple more things on the NBA we may hit at another podcast. Um, I think we hit everything we wanted to hit. All right, Don, take over. Um, yeah, so moving on to the MLB. Um, we have our resident Pittsburgh Pirates fan in the room right now in, in Ziggy. Um, so the, the I wouldn't Pirates. Say, I wouldn't say fan because fan implies that you enjoy the product on the field. Exactly. I think. No, it doesn't. A fan means that you care about the no, no, okay, no, 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 okay, yeah, you're All right. I'm saying is these people are fake. Uh, all right, Dill. Do you want to have a have a good pee? 
What a guy. <laughs> I, 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 okay. Yeah, you can see what he said. I agree. I agree with the whole fan thing. I had it backwards in my head. Is that I don't support what's been going on in the past 29 years at all. It's rough. The Pirates How? organization is in limbo right now. However. 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 I'm pointing at you like you need to finish what you were saying. I, I uh, inconsiderately cut you off. Okay. Continue what you were saying about um, what you were saying. Oh, well, the Pirates organization is basically in limbo. Um, Neil Huntington, their – well, not even Neil Huntington who just got fired, but their front office basically um, doesn't want to spend money on anybody for some reason, um, which I don't really understand. Um, because because Pittsburgh because it's, it's the an owner, attractive city to play in. The owner owns – has other ventures, and he uses the profits – of, I don't know if this is confirmed. I haven't looked into it personally myself that deep, but this is just like stuff that's been going around. He just, you know, he cares more about his his Century Malls and Seven Springs, which is a ski resort outside Pittsburgh. He has he owns and has parts in those. He doesn't put enough time towards the organization to right. make it a real organization. And just like any other small, you know, uh, small market team, small market teams don't spend as much. They have to build from inside out. And when you give away all your prospects. In a bad trade. In bad trade. Which will will which we will define and specify in a second. Like like you're just setting yourself up for failure at the end right. of the day. And the Pirates, you know, just fired Neil Huntington as their GM. Uh just hired Ben Sherrington, the ex uh Boston Red Sox GM, who Sherrington won the twenty thirteen uh championship with the Red Sox, but also finished last a bunch of times in the AL East. Um but you know the AL East is arguably, not arguably, it's it is one of the toughest divisions in baseball when all, when basically three teams in that division are good, um, but, um, yeah he proceeded to get fired. He got replaced by Dave Dombrowski, um, but the Pirates just hired him. And our statement is, Ben Sherrington will bring consistency to a Pirates organization that has been in turmoil for almost thirty years. And I am giving him a fifty. Because which might seem a little high, because there's a lot of work to be done with the Pirates organization. They have a middling uh, farm system in baseball. MLB.com as of August had them at the 15th best farm system in baseball. They had only three players on that list that were worth really noting. Um, they lost three players in that Chris Archer deal to Tampa Bay, which sucked. Um, but I'm giving him a 50 just based on the resume that he has had in, in terms of winning a championship. What and he's he, what he's, what done. he's done, like he he drafted Andrew Benintendi, uh, in Boston. He let me pull it up. Um, I mean, Bucks drafted Garrett Cole. We drafted right, but okay, so Gutch. We drafted so Glasnow. We drafted um Matthews. We drafted a lot of good players. Yeah, who we haven't done anything with. Well, Sherrington signed Bogarts. He drafted Mookie Betts, Jackie Bradley Jr. He signed Rafael Devers. Drafted Andrew Benintendi, and he traded for Brock Holt, Rick Porcello, and Eduardo Rodriguez. But I'm saying that he did sign Hanley Ramirez and Pablo Sandoval, though. So, yeah, um, everybody makes mistakes, right? Yeah, but he—that's when he had. But he signed those players. Those players he would not be able to sign for those contracts in Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh. There's no chance. I'm I'm just giving him a fifty because I think he might. And while I am a hopeful guy in terms of this, I have the. 
the feeling that he might be able to convince the front office to spend more money on these things. The the Pirates' most expensive deal ever is a three-year, $39 million deal on Francisco Liriano, who they traded to Toronto at the at like last season. That's And then Ivan Nova is their second-highest contract that they've ever spent money on ever. Right. We're, 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 we're like, that's not our thing is locking players up. Right. Because, like, yeah. what, what but I'm giving it a 50. I'm what giving is, Sherrington a 50. Locking players up for, you know, time to create a good team culture and create a winning way. What does that do other than win you games? Nothing. Where's the fun in that? Where's the fun in letting all your players walk? Anyway, I, will, I refuse to give this over a 40 while Bob Nutting is still the owner. That is fair. That is Bob Nutting is, is the crux of all of this. Until Bob Nutting sells the goddamn team it will not be over 40 no matter who what the combination of, of, of management is I don't care it's not happening if, if he Bob Nutting well, if it was anybody else if it was your average owner it'd be you know I, I have confidence in like the 60 range but this is just not happening it really isn't and I will say that Sherrington this all starts with a with a rebuild it all starts with a rebuild. The Pirates just have to commit to a rebuild. Starling Marte. We've committed to a rebuild, and but it was a it was a twenty seven year long rebuild. St- Starling Marte got to go. Josh Bell will get prospects back. You got to give him up. In terms of a situation like this, you just got to do it. You got to commit. You got to get your prospects. As much as that hurts to say that Josh Bell has got to go, he's got to go. Josh Bell is the prospect, though. He's the He's big Josh Bell is not the prospect anymore after that last season. He is the guy, and when you're in a situation like this, you trade the guy. You gotta let him go. Starling Marte will get something. If, back. if it's if it's the Buccos' track record, where they what they should do is trade the guy, we're probably locking him up to a five-year, hundred ninety million dollar deal for no, Ty- for no reason. Like, Jameson Tyone should also go. Jamo Jamo. Someone will take a chance on him. Yes, but he's been hurt. Like he hasn't had a chance to really. I don't think we'll they'll, they'll let him go this year. I don't think so. No, but. This all starts for Sherrington with a rebuild. Yes. Do you have a say, or this isn't? I have really, no really idea who any of these people care. are. Uh, this is Pittsburgh I honestly kind of forget the Pittsburgh has baseball team a lot. So, like I said before, Pittsburgh was the second professional organization after the Cincinnati Reds. I don't know. Is the last you... time they were successful too? No, they won a championship. No, I know. In the 80s. I, I know. Seventies. <laughs> I'm Seventies. Bill Maz, one of the best game seven yeah. walk-offs Willie ever. Willie Stargell. I'm aware. I just know that I I don't know anything. I, I don't know enough oh, right. to contribute well, to this 1910s conversation. Nineteen tens was our peak. Yeah, I don't I don't know enough to contribute 1910s. to this conversation. Um. All right. Moving on. We got this off season. Yeah, this off season. Um. Players like, uh, specifically for the Cubs, Chris Bryant, Wilson Contreras, um, Kyle, Kyle Schwarber, and even for the Red Sox, um, Mookie Betts. Um. Will they be on? Will all of them? Will all of them be on new teams at the start of next season? Every single one of them. Okay. Saying, will every single one of them be on a different team? Yeah, and the answer is zero. Yeah, I. Well, I mean, there's got to be a chance. I give it like the a, Cubs. a three, because you can't just say it's nothing's possible because it's the world. But I, I don't. I think all saying, of them. So those saying, three are all going to get broken up. That those series. four. Those four. And well, who's the fourth? I Mookie. Mookie, Mookie, Mookie. Mookie. But for the different organization for the so, Cubs. So you so basically, will those four players be on different teams? Yeah, I'm just at, that's the statement. Will they? Um, I think two of them will be. Okay, because I think that the the Cubs will get rid of at least one of those. They will guys. get rid of Chris Bryant, and Chris Bryant's probably going to come to Philadelphia. I think the guy that they get rid of first is Contreras. If they get rid of somebody, I think they're going to get rid of Chris Bryant because they know they can get prospects from Philadelphia for Chris Bryant. 
I don't know. See, my my There's doubt. Been a lot of talk with him. My doubt in them getting. So my doubt in them trading Bryant is someone taking on that contract, and I know Philly can. I know the Phillies can take on that contract because they are one of the the teams with more money in baseball. But I think that compared with what other teams might offer them, Bryant will probably end up staying, in my honest opinion, at Chicago for the start of next season. I think if guys are going to leave, it'll be Schwarber because Schwarber had a good second half and they've kind of been looking to offload him. And Contreras because they have a catching prospect who they can bring up and he's still on kind of like a, a team-friendly deal for the next three years or something, and someone is going to pick him up because he's got a cannon behind home plate and can hit. I think Brian and Contreras are both gone. What about Mookie? Uh, Mookie. Mookie's an interesting one because... Still Mookie, has a year left on his contract. He still has a year left on his contract, but the Red Sox farm system is terrible because... Completed. It's depleted because Dave Dombrowski is a win-now type of guy. He completely traded all of them. And look at how it figured out. You know, they won the World Series. They won the World Series. But then they were terrible last year. And they weren't terrible. But, but for, they, for, for what they had and who they for were. For what, what they, they had, supposed, they were bad. What they were supposed to be. Yes. No bueno. No bueno. And it's difficult with Mookie because he is the heart and soul of that franchise at the moment. Uh, he's the best right fielder in baseball. And I say that with Aaron Judge as my right fielder. Um, but Can you make that claim after last year? He didn't have that great of a year compared to what he did. Can you make that claim? I'm giving it that claim because Mookie has won an AL MVP and Judge hasn't. Um, I just meant in general, across any right fielder in the AL. I was just I was just curious. Oh, no, yeah, I, I still think it's Mookie. Okay. Um, but with all due respect to everybody else, but I still think it's Mookie. Um, but Mookie, I'm giving a 40. That Can you say that one more time, what the 40 is representing? 40% of him being on a new team next season. At the start of next season? Yes. That's fair. I'm giving it a 40. I'm, I'm giving it a 40 just because that farm system is so bad at the moment. And the Red Sox have this thing where they are bad, and then they kind of commit to being bad for a season or two. And they were bad, so if they offload people, and Mookie is a free agent at the end of next season, I mean, if, if they're they want, bad again, he's not going to want to stay. Well, if they if they if they want return on him, no, they have they, if they if they want return, they oh, have to get rid of him. They now. have to. It, the, the dude's a freak. I mean, like you you got to get if you're going to trade him now, get those prospects. Absolutely. Um, switching gears, uh, something that Don not gonna not gonna be a fan of talking about. And it's gonna be really quick because he'll be he'll say his number, and whatever. <sighs> Uh, Milwaukee Brewers had a little bit of a rebrand uh, this past week. You can look it up, look it up uh, on their socials. You look at Paul Lucas's um, UniWatch, a uh, little article on it. Very well done. They released a home alternate that is a beautiful pinstripe, absolute banging pinstripe. And Don, as a Yankee fan, um, believes that you know Yankees have some cool jerseys or whatever. I don't know what your view on the Yankee jersey is, Don. Classic look. That was Dill. That's how I feel. That was his view out of a hundred. Yeah, that's that's how I feel. Now, now the question is: the new Brewers pinstripe jerseys—they're hot—are already they're hot already better than the Yankees. As Don's scrunching his face up in, in disgust, already better than the Yankees uh, blue bomber. I give this a fifty-fifty. I think it's a toss-up versus classic versus actually looking good. 
I think that's the that's the toss up for me. Donnie knows how I feel about the Yankees uniform. I'm biased. I think it's stupid. They don't have names on the back of the jerseys. What? They're a college football team. Won't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm all Brewers. I'm all Brewers. I'm a zero. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Whatever. All right. Speaking of <laughs> zeros, I'm gonna find a way to transition this. Speaking of zeros, and speaking of Donovan, because Donovan's opinions mean zero, and and Donovan's eyes, the Cubs are gonna make moves this off season, and and the Cubs made moves recent off seasons by talking about Joe Madden. Giving up Joe Madden. You can just say Joe, and then the, Joe the, Madden ends up with uh, Angels. Is Joe Madden going to turn this Angels franchise around? Sixty. Finally. Sixty. Sixty percent. I'm confident in Joe Madden. I'm fifty fifty. I don't know. I don't watch enough Angels of baseball to know. They got they got Shoaney Otani, who's God, and then they got Mike Trout, who's God, and 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 then they have some players. I believe it was pretty solid infield too, don't they? And Jordan Simmons is their shortstop. I don't know about West Coast baseball, so the, I think there's a fifty fifty chance he's a good manager. I want him to be the Phillies manager, so I'm going sixty. I think him alone could bring in bring players. Some, yes. As well yeah. as people want to play with Mike Trout. If people want to play with Mike Trout, people want to play <laughs> for Joe Madden. People want to play with Shohei Otani. Then the the front office is like being pressured from every angle to actually spend money. Uh, that 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 franchise will spend money as well. I give it a seventy. 70 I, I think yeah. I think they've been underperforming oh, the past completely. few years. Completely. Yeah. And yeah. if the best player in, in, that, in but baseball in that division I'm thinking is gonna be not wide open because, not they, wide because open. the A's look A's are still good. The Astros, Astros literally. Got, the Astros got something coming for him, but that's a different conversation. That's a different. They could have something. We don't know what's going on. The Astros know. are that's, so unpredictable right now. It's been a, all, that's a different conversation about what they got unpre- coming for. Unprecedented. Yeah, that's but that that's that's different. But the Astros got something coming for him that could completely affect their future. And if it does, the Angels jump on it. Go get your players. You know. Um, absolutely. Um, I, I think that you know they they have, they, they look they look promising this year. Absolutely. Uh Dill said that was un would you say it was unprecedented? The Angels. Or, or the, the Astros. Astros. The Astros. You know what else uh, is unprecedented? Um a football player assaulting well that's that's not unprecedented because it's it's a football player assaulting. Um but a football player assaulting another football player with a weapon. That's pretty unprecedented. Miles Garrett with his unprecedented suspension, unprecedented. Um, yeah. So I mean, I mean, we're not we're not talking about that, but we are talking about something else. Brown Steelers play again in two weeks, not this week, but next week in Pittsburgh, and Marquise Valentine will be suspended. Mason Rudolph will be bad like usual. Um, I think that believe it or not, Miles Garrett is also suspended. Yes, I mean, if you could imagine his appeal didn't get uh, revoked or overturned or whatever. Who, who would, who would now, expect here's that? here's a statement. The next game in Pittsburgh, they moved it up from 4.25 p.m. to 1 p.m. to give people <laughs> to give people less time to get shit-faced to potentially qualm some of the um, emotions. Know, an- animosity and emotions and whatnot that will be pervasive throughout the city. The next Browns and Steelers game will be shocking. Not because it will be... Uh, you know, a bloodbath, but because it'll actually be pretty clean. Give, I'm going give, thirty. 
Dude, I don't, I don't know what <laughs> football game you were watching, dude. Because yeah, neither of those two teams were playing football. The only thing they were doing was swinging at each other. So I don't. That know. was with like six seconds left in the game. That too. game was horrible. That first of all, that game was horrible. Yeah, I didn't have a good time game. watching that game. Yeah, I told you they would lose. But either way, that game was horrible. So n- the answer is no. No, no out of a hundred. No of, out of a hundred. It will be clean. You're saying it's a zero percent chance. Yeah, no. I think it's either. There's a ten percent chance that it does remain clean. Have you ever watched the Browns? I, I play football. No, I haven't. I've seen them like. Well, that's that's what I'm try. getting. Try. Yeah. So like, we saw Miles Garrett swing a helmet at Mason Rudolph's head. I think it's like it's like a half. He's UFC playing whack a mole, dude. Half UFC team as well. Jesus. He's playing whack a mole. I think I think I think that there's a chance it does surprise you, and it is relatively clean on the field. I think in the stands, I think that there oh, will be, be a bad. lot of reports of people getting pushed down escalators in the city of Pittsburgh. But I think in the on the field, I think Mike Tomlin will preach. Let your play speak for you know itself. Oh yeah, because Mike Tomlin's really good at that when he's running down the field tripping players that are on the field. Yeah, because Mike Tomlin's really disciplined. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, That's yeah, what he okay. Preaches. Yeah, because that that also works a lot. Listen, you can hit on my Tom all you want. You can say what he did he's was, was childish. I'm not, yeah. not saying he's not a bad coach. Yeah, he had a great you know, coach yeah. tenure this I'm year. Not, I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is I think you're giving him way too much credit for discipline. I, I don't I don't think what he's going to say. I think that there are coaches that will say this. I don't think he would say, you know, this is a revenge game. I don't think he'll say that. I think he'll say No, it, neither but, do I, but I certainly don't think he's going to stop anybody. I, I think there's an outside chance it actually could be, like, relatively clean. I don't want it to be. No, me neither. As a, as a neutral viewer, I don't want it to be. I want to I want it. As a biased viewer, I want – the Browns to lose a lot. Right, of you want to be sw- you want to be swinging the different color helmet. You want, want the orange helmet swimming. I want Mike Mitchell, who coming back. He's an old uh, Steelers safety. You got Devin Bush. Devin Bush will destroy someone. Uh, lead it, lead De- him with his head. Devin Bush will um, destroy I'm th- someone. I'm thinking hey, uh, don't, Bud you, Dupree is going to destroy you don't, somebody. Hey, we don't. We Bud don't, Dupree is going to pretend that everybody about, in the Browns is Matt Moore. Uh-uh, yeah. <laughs> uh-uh, we don't talk about Steelers linebackers and destroying somebody because it ends up destroying themselves. Okay. Oh, yeah. Crimey River. We don't talk about. <laughs> Okay, Ryan. What, Ryan what an inspiration! He, no, that's a great story, but anyway, also like I don't feel bad for you. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm yeah. just yeah. I'm okay. making jokes. That's all we're doing. <laughs> here. Speaking of jokes, Eagles wide receiver core. Oh, that's a oh joke. hell yeah, we are a joke. All right, Dylan, take what, a, what a transition. Yeah. All right, Nate, so, means that you're going to say our numbers for yeah, this same, one, same and then numbers. Dylan's going to well, take the floor. The statement is: Michael Thomas, wide receiver for the Saints, will finish with more receptions this year than the entirety of the Eagles. Wide receiver core. Specifically wide receivers. Not and, everybody in the passing and, game. And Specifically the, wide and receivers. There was a tweet that came out a few days ago, which statistically backed up. Um, Michael Thomas has 94 receptions so far in this season, and the Eagles wide receiver core has 93. Um, and I am giving this an 80% that Michael Thomas will finish with more. Ziggy, your number. As long as Drew Brees stays healthy, it's like 95. All right, Dylan, go, Dylan, go for it. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm so excited for this. So, as someone with ties to the Philadelphia Eagles, and someone who also happens to have ties with Michael Thomas due to fantasy teams, um, Michael Thomas is good, and uh, the Eagles wide receivers are bad. That's so very, really, very beautifully put. Yeah. So really, what it comes down to is that the good player is going to do good things, and the bad players are going to do bad things. So, so. So the answer for that one is yes. Yes, out of 100. Yeah. Um, yeah, we suck. Like, like I 
I could be getting the paid the same amount of money as them to go out there and do what they're doing. It's more or less just it's just a bunch of school kids out there just throwing around, tossing the ball. Not really. Not between really and on the, on the Eagles. I mean, that's yeah, all, yeah. That's all between it's just, it's just, the drop against the Falcons, that was a touchdown pass to win the game. Carson Wentz dropped it right in Aguilar's hands, and Aguilar dropped the ball. Um, then uh, JJ Ortega Whiteside against the Lions hit him right in the hands, the two yard line to win the game. Is that where you want to hit it? Like, is that Drop. where you're trying to throw it? Right? Uh, generally, you do throw it at someone's hands, unless you're Eli Manning, you somehow get it stuck to someone's helmet. But generally, like generally, your, like your own team's hands, right? Yeah, generally, okay, okay, right. So these passes are they're going right to these players for the most part. For the most part, they're coming right to their hands, you know. But they just don't catch them. Don, real quick, stat guy, can you look up? Um, go to next gen stats for twenty four. I know what you're gonna say they have twenty four drops this year. That's not, oh no, that's that's a good okay. stat. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for Carson Wentz's um I say field goal percentage, his completion percentage, um as well but the, compared to his expected completion percentage and the difference between those. I'm at pro football for reference right now for his completion percentage. He is. He well, no, go to, I, I, you can try that, but Next Gen Stats of the NFL has his okay. completion percentage yeah. and his I expected think, completion percentage. I think at one point it was a 10% difference. I don't know what it is now, but I think at one I point during the year it was Mitch, a 10% Mitch difference. Trubisky was one that, you know, his his expected was higher, but because he was making bad throws. Yeah. You know who um, pro football focus, obviously, they do these type of stats. Um, I'm pretty sure Carson Wentz was like the highest adjusted at one point. And his is, com- is a completely different story than yeah, it's know, not because else he, around I mean, him. don't get me wrong. The the Patriots game, he obviously had three on that, the last four throws of that drive. Three of them were very bad throws. But. Yeah, but when you're, when you're throwing uh, to, when you're most, throwing to freaking right. middle school kids and, as your receivers. Most you, of the time, he's making the throws. People aren't making the catches. And he put that fourth one right where Nelson Aguilar needed it to be. He overran the football which was, and reached backwards and missed it. That's what happens when you're um, bad. He, dude, dude, he over. Ran the football. He's too good for his own good. So uh, he's bad. completion percentage for Carson Wentz is. I gotta stay on this. Right now. Completion percentage for Carson Wentz right now sixty one point two. Expected sixty four point four. That's. Like that's Mitch Trubisky's in the same area and it's completely different. Mitch Trubisky. Well, 60, we talked about it last week, but it was sixty two point four to sixty five point two. Yeah, about three four yeah. percent difference. Completely different. Once on the receivers, once on the quarterback. Yeah, I just I think that's it's, sad. It's, it really is. They're they're doing. If they don't fix the wide receiver problems, they're doing the same exact thing they did with Donovan McNabb. They have a good enough quarterback to win games, but the people around them aren't good enough. And if that's what happens, you're going to see a pretty tragic uh, situation in Philadelphia. We traded everything we have for the future with just winning the Super Bowl that one year. Now the football gods hate us, and we're never going to be successful for another fifty years. I'm not bothered. Whatever. Yeah, again, cry me a river about your teams. I don't give a shit. That's fine. I'm having a good time. Um, <laughs> My team's been so having a better of, time recently. So speaking of a, a bunch of kids Uh-oh. and trying to throw balls to them, I, I, I didn't. I know what, we're just gonna keep going. We're just not like uh, don't don't come to any assumptions. Philip Rivers has a lot of kids. Quick one. Different Quick one. different rivers. Not the Doc Rivers, Austin Rivers earlier. Philip Rivers not had a great season. Um, but doing doing a lot of G-rated trash talk lately. He's not good at throwing balls. Not anymore. He, I mean, to be fair, he's, he's with his be, form, he never was. He used to be better. He was like a chicken wing. He's less better. He's less good. Bad? Bad right now? Yeah, really bad. He's got a lot of kids. That's he does kinda, have a lot that's, of that's kids. That's his thing. That is his thing. A lot of kids, a lot of picks. That's what he likes to do. How will their Thanksgiving dinner end up? Food fight. Food fight? 100% food fight. 100% food fight? 100%. 
Uh, I feel like I feel like Philip runs a strict household. I'm gonna go with ten. Ten percent. Dude, Philip Rivers running a strict household. Philip runs a strict household, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Take that. Take that. Take that as you will. What about the cousins though? You like the cousins come in and you know the, Phillip, the crazy Phillip cousins. Philip doesn't take that at the dinner table, dude. He's got a big dinner table. I don't know if he can. He can monitor all of it. I, I don't know. Yeah. Dude, so one of the kids throws something. He just he grabs a pile of mashed potatoes and just guns it at them. Side yeah, arm, but he missed. It, 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 it wouldn't hit him. <laughs> Well, nah, it, dude, it, I feel like he'd be pretty accurate. It, it hit the kid next to him. No, it, potatoes. No, sidearm mashed potato. It, it would hit his sister-in-law. That's what it would hit. If it hits, if it hits somebody that's not his intended target, which is a high percentage chance, then the food fight will happen. Because obviously, if you hit somebody you're not trying to hit, like you're, there's going to be some some heated stuff coming out. I go to about sixty. I give I, it a ten. I think Philip runs a tight household. I I'm think there is a greater chance of this one ending in the food fight because of the kids involved than the Doc Rivers Austin Rivers. Kids be crazy. They'd be dropping balls. Throwing mashed potatoes, whatever. Happy Thanksgiving, Rivers family. Speaking of um, mashed potatoes, because what do you got to do to mashed potatoes? You got to cook them with a fire. Uh, well, not my best segue, but into oh the NHL. God. Fire nice. Evgeny Malkin. I didn't have a great year last year. One of his worst years as a professional. Um, he got benched in the postseason because of his poor play. Yeah, that was funny. I like that. Gino, this is his words, said, Gino said he will, quote, be fire, end quote, for the pens with Crosby sideline following his recent surgery. Will Gino live up to this, uh, this, uh, you know, um, self, self-assessed scale? Well, 30%. 30 percent. Dylan says 30, just before we give our numbers. More stats from the stack guy. Um, Gino's 33, four multi-point efforts in his last six games. And on the year, he's compiled three goals and 11 points in 10 contests, uh, despite missing significant time with his own lower body. I found, uh, that's, my, that's my stat. I found that I know. stat. Don't I'm, stop the reading that. The stat my... guy is saying it, but you I gave put, the stat. But the, but the st- I found the stat. Oh, right, give whatever. your number. Give I, your whatever. number. I don't want to talk about my number. Give your number. Um, <laughs> 60. 65. I think 65. I, I think that he... He's he's a competitor. Competitors are going to compete, and they and he has the pedigree, and he has proven himself, and uh, he's got a good group of guys around him. McCann looks like a very yeah. His line, his current beautiful line, line right now. His current line is actually Jake Gensel and Brian Rust. Brian Rust. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm saying what I'm saying is that second line and third. Line oh yes, yeah. are look. I like are, their second line. Are they're looking like you know Galchenyuk or a little a little bit more speed? We ended last year with. You know, a lot of size, which isn't Penn's philosophy. Galchenyuk was a good pickup. I like Galchenyuk. Speed, speed is what well, speed line. kills. I think yeah. people say, especially in Pittsburgh Penguins hockey. I think Malkin will rediscover his old form. I think not having sit there will allow him to just kind of get back in the groove of things. Sixty-five percent chance. Now is the time I would say my stat to support it, but I don't really have it anymore because Don said it. I'm so, going sixty. I have 60%. two things to say. One, you think he's going to get back in the form by swinging sticks at people's heads. Um, two, uh. That was that was what dude dude that that's, was that was if he makes contact he's in just as much trouble as my guy, hundred percent. He swung no, right at their head, but dude. Yeah, no, yeah. He turned around and went no, no. He because there was someone that was sued in the NHL for hitting people with a stick. If he turns around and he hits the flyer in the head, whatever he did during that Winter Classic thing, he's he's getting the same 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 thing. So that, my point is, but anyway, in my non unbiased way, I just wanted to make the comment that he's a dirty and he, he's dirty and he looks like an ogre. But am I non? Name a Russian that doesn't. Whoa, whoa. Anyway, in my non... um, Clean Russians. In my non... uh, 
biased thing. The reason why I gave it a thirty is because I don't he I he's not going to be what Crosby is. He's not going to be good enough to be what Crosby is. Over, Crosby because over the hump. He's just no because Crosby's just too much better than him. So what he he can maybe he will be quote unquote fire for the Pens. You're really you're really low on. Have you been low on Malkin your whole life and I just haven't known it? I mean I don't like Malkin, but no, this is my me. This isn't about Malkin. Malkin's skill. It's about Crosby's skill. Fair. I, I, that's, I, I, that's, fair. that's why I'm saying it's unbiased because I think that Crosby is too good for Malkin to step into that path. Like, you know what I mean? It's not necessarily a shot at Malkin, even though I don't really like Malkin as much, but I think that I think that uh Crosby itself Crosby itself is just he's too good for it, so I don't think he can step up in that absence. That's fair. I mean I I respect it and I understand where you're coming from. I don't agree with it, but I uh I gotcha. Um you know who's who's uh good at stepping up? And 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 uh, getting you know getting the job done, to some some would say is the Maple Leafs organization in terms of their most latest move, which is getting rid of Babcock. Now, do you think? Looking at YouTube because I don't know a whole lot about um, the after effects of this move. The Maple Leafs getting rid of Babcock was the correct move. Two things. One, I have something you're really gonna like about Mike Babcock and Flurry. A weird little um. Oh, <laughs> we just had a little technical difficulties there. Uh, yeah, spring popped off. A, the, a weird um, little uh, coincidence between Babcock and Flurry. But either way, um, I think it was the right move. I mean, you look at the team that they have; they're playing way too bad for the team that they have. There's yeah. just no way around it. They, Austin Matthews yeah. is the highest paid, second, uh, top three highest paid player in the league. Mitch Marner, you, like you wait around for Mitch Marner to sign his deal. I love Mitch. Marner. I absolutely love Mitch Marner I'm as well. Probably then, gonna get his jersey. Who's the? Who did they wait around for last year? And he uh, signed his deal. Uh, rookie. Uh, Nylander, William Nylander. Um, I agree with Dylan. Rookie? Was he? Did right, he did, no, he, he wasn't a rookie, yeah, but no. he, he's a young guy. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with Dylan. Um, I am. It was, it was it was the right move. No, dude's got dude's got six NHL championships. Um, but as Sportsnet put it, um, all of those wins are tinted in red, given the fact that he won those championships with the Red Wings red and wing, not yeah. in blue with the Maple with the Maple Leafs. Um, I am giving it a seventy percent. Um, I'm not a huge Mike Babcock fan. I think that he is egotistical, and I think that he got maybe not lucky because obviously you got to be a good coach to win six championships, but when you have Pavel Datsuk, Henrik Zetterberg, um, and that absolutely filthy defensive core that he had for years, goalie too. The go- goalie yeah, too. Uh, Chris Osgood. Um, you know, you're gonna be good no matter who the coach is. Um, and I think that you know, and and those players were mature players that worked things out together. And now you got younger guys, Marner, uh, Nylander, Matthews, and then a bunch of other guys that. You know, maybe they're not as mature, and they maybe they they play a little bit differently. They play a little bit more free. Um, and Babcock, you know, he's 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 kind of he's he's more classic. You know, he's more like a, a by the books guy. You do what I say, or else it's the hard way. Um, and I think in the league now, um, you have to adjust better to that. And I think that getting getting rid of him um, was the right move. And making their AHL coach, um, their interim coach, was the right move because that guy deals with younger guys all the time. Um, probably coached a bunch of them in the AHL. Um, 
And I like the Maple Leafs. I think that they should be better. And it's upsetting to see. It's a little bit of a, an Oilers-McDavid scenario, a little bit. But getting not rid of him. Not as bad, though. Not, not as bad. No. But, getting, but getting rid of him was the right move. Uh, yes. Making the move like this early in the season is, is better than later in the season. It's what they should have done. You, you have to. Um, so, two things. Um, one, Flyers fired Dave Hacksaw because Dave Hacksaw was horrible. Um, Dave Hacksaw was a waste of time coach. And now he's an assistant coach for the Maple Leafs. And what do you know? The Maple Leafs suck. I'm not saying it's a direct cause, but it's a direct cause. Anyway, um, the other thing I'm saying, Marc-Andre Fleury played for the Penguins, obviously, um, when Babcock and the, and the Red Wings um, when Babcock and the Red Wings were in the Stanley Cup Final. What year did the Penguins beat the Red Wings? Because that was their last title, right? Was it 08? 09. That was not oh, the, no, 09. No, no, no. The Red Wings, like the last time the Red 08. Wings were. 09. 09? It was 09. Was the last time and then did the Red them. Wings. They won the year before. No, the Red Wings won the year before. Yes. The Peng- I meant like the last time Penguins in. Red Wings have met in the yeah yeah, yeah. Finals, that was nine okay right we won um shortly after that Babcock left ended up going so then Vegas Vegas played Toronto the other night the last night the the game before Babcock got fired and Flurry made save of the year candidate oh, that's a, a filthy save. absolutely Dove ridiculous yeah and next day <laughs> and guess what if yeah. he if if they score that we're probably not talking about Mike Babcock being fired yet so Flurry uh Flurry had a little little thing there yeah. I saw a good time reliving that real quick. That was, that was a great save. You're lucky I brought it up. Great Because then you get to relive it. Just that like wasn't sprouting like a flower across it the dove net. dove across the net. It, That's no, no, he didn't sprout, dude. He leaped. Yeah. He went He and went Brad. I, I, he went I, Superman. And that was completely instinctual as well because it was no, one, no one saw that shot coming was from the angle that it was at. I mean, he did. Well, no, I mean, a no. backhanded a <laughs> backhanded, he just was there. A backhanded shot from that angle, no one sees that coming. And he – great save. Great save. Oh no! I said sprouted like a flower just because that's his name, and like I had to figure yeah, out yeah, yeah. figure out something to make it happen. Um, word. So last uh, index for the day, statement for the day. Um, so we have the NCA ruling, right, that the student athletes could get paid. Um, it came out a few weeks ago, I think two, three weeks ago now. Yes, there there needs to be a lot of clarification about what that entails and how it's going to happen and how it'll affect you know other uh, other sports you know that are lesser relative to the ones that bring in more prop more money anyway there has also been this new trend for players who don't want to have to go through the ncaa process go through college and have to worry about all of that they just want to focus on getting to a professional sports organization going overseas or just working on their own time that's picked up a lot not a lot but a bit more basketball. Of, I mean, of following. Oh yeah, yeah. This this is like strictly basketball. Yeah, Darius Baisley, R.J. Hampton, uh, Lamelo. Yeah. Picking up, picking up more and more, you know, support by by these players over the past few years. Now, with the NCAA ruling to allow the student athletes to make money, I don't think that that is really reactive to players going overseas. Instead, I don't think at all. I think that's because of enough pressure from enough professional athletes to kind of you know give these athletes that are bringing money in for the NCAA and their organization a way to profit off their likeness. However, the statement is, does the NCAA ruling allow student athletes to get paid? That, that The NCAA ruling that allows student athletes to get paid, will this dissuade the new school idea of going overseas or training on your own from gaining more traction and, and becoming a more attractive option to players instead of going to college? Will players getting, will play, will players getting, players getting paid Will that, um, you know, stem this? I'm gonna. I keep. I keep I'm rambling. Don't go. Um. Twenty-five. 
25% chance that it will dissuade them because it is such, at the moment, such a flimsy ruling that no one really knows about. Um, they don't know how they're going to get paid. Um, they don't know if money is going to be taken out of, you know, what they might be given. Um, they don't know what the money is dependent on, dependent on ticket sales, all that stuff. It just came out that the NCAA was like, we are going to do it. Um, we're going to pay them, but there's no structure as to how they're going to get paid. And players are still not going to want to deal with old men telling them what to do. Um, so, I mean, given... So they're going to go do what they want. They're going to go do the, do, the, do what they want. And they're going to go, you know, might change it a little bit just because there's money. But nobody, nobody likes old white guys. So I agree. It'll still happen where people yeah. make their own decision now that this is available. And now that the competition level of overseas basketball um, in the NBL and in, in Australia and in uh, like China and yeah. in Europe. Yeah. And China. As yeah. Well. It's a, you know, there's a possibility. I think there's about. You know, I th- I think that it's more. I think it's about forty to fifty percent chance of of the NCAA ruling dissuading interest in going overseas because a lot of it was for money, and not just for strict hatred or disapproval of what the NCAA does. But no, I don't think this will stop it at all. Dill, I have no idea. I have no idea, and I don't think anybody has any idea. It's uh, my confidence level is. I don't uh, know out of a hundred. I have no idea out of 100. Yeah, I have no idea. Nobody has any idea out Nobody of has any idea. You are correct. Out Nobody of, has any idea what out it's going to do. Out of 64. Okay. I mean, that's 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 different. That's interesting you put it that way. Yeah. Um, but I, do, I actually have no idea what it's going to do. I do appreciate it. It's going to be interesting. All righty. That is the end of our uh, main main stuff. Wrapping it up, uh, what are we looking forward to over the next week, whatever, tonight, tomorrow, yonder, fortnight, two weeks. Um, you know, we're not, we're not going to be on next week because of Thanksgiving. We'll be out of town. Eagles game come Sunday. That's what I'm going. So that's all I got excited for. Nothing else matters. Um, a little bit of a local thing for us. Um, I am looking forward to see if Temple basketball can actually, they're three and right now. If they can go four and against a USC team that is also three and and has better players than Temple does. I'm just looking forward to see if Aaron McKee can kind of get that, that first, you know, big win under his belt, um, and I'm hoping he does. Drex- that- Drexel isn't a big win. No, no, that's a no. big five win. Actually, no, that wasn't even a big five win. No, um, they're not. They're not a big win. It's not a big win. But you know, they only beat LaSalle by five. Um, Temple only beat LaSalle by five, which they should have beaten by more because they were up by 21. But I want, I, I want to see McKee get that big West Coast win first against a team with good prospects right now. Yeah, like an established uh, organization. I'm looking forward to it. this. Is not sports related at all. And I may be absolutely wrong, but somewhere, somehow, somehow, I heard that Isaiah Rashad was dropping a project at the end of November. I swear I saw some on his Instagram. I've had a couple people verify me on this. I've had a lot of people say that I'm absolutely crazy and that I have no proof at all. And I've looked it up and I cannot find proof of this. It's like your net sources. They don't exist. Dude, I've been waiting for an Isaiah Rashad album to come out for years. He's going to be on... A YouTube show with Kenny Beats called The Cave. Oh, such and, a good show. You know, every time that an artist gets around there, within a week or so, like Danny Brown was recently, Max O'Cream was recently, Key, um, all these artists were on there and then released an album. Isaiah Rashad hasn't released anything in in a few years. Overdue. I'm waiting, waiting, 
I'm so excited if he does. He needs to. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's the show for today. If you want to follow us on our social media at Cherry Picking Pod, remember to use discount code Cherry at GothamEscapeRoom.com in Philadelphia to get 20% off. That's Cherry to get 20% off. We really appreciate you. If you do so, that supports us um, in our endeavors. Once again, I'm Ziggy. I'm Donnie. I'm Dylan. I will uh, see you in two weeks. Happy Thanksgiving.